button record ladies and gentlemen today is july 18th 2020 and welcome back to episode six of the mashing joys podcast i am as always your host cody myers aka mediocre panda and across the interwebs with me as always is my cousin my co-host and my co-conspirator for world domination mr jason case in point how are you buddy um i'm good i'm really good um yeah i'm 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 good i uh I, I'm excited for what's coming. A lot of things coming for this show and case in point. So um, we're heading in the right direction and that's always cool. And we're just counting down the days until we get to do our streamer focus and get some streamers on here. And um, yeah, we're, we're super stoked for the direction it's heading and I'm, I'm super happy where we're at. Hell yeah. It's going to be so much fun having those streamers on. That's coming up in just about two weeks' time. So if you guys are looking forward to that, let us know down in the comments section, as always. Let us know who you're excited to see, who you want to see on the show. What do you want us to talk about with them? Drop some questions down there, and we'll ask our streamer friends. I think we can call them our friends. Hopefully. Right. I, I hope so, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a lot to get into today. But I want to start off, as we did on our first episode, and just give our viewers a little bit of an update on what we've been up to lately. So, uh, Mr. Point, uh, what, have you been, what have you been playing these days? Um, aside from our daily ventures in being extremely toxic, and when I say we, mainly me, in Rocket League, uh, cause I'm awesome. Uh, nowhere near as good as everyone else in that game, but you know, I'm in my own category. Um, <laughs> and, and the war zone games that we play, I've been dabbling back into, uh, NBA 2k20. Uh, I've been building my all rocket squad. Um, almost mashed a couple joys. If you know what I mean? Uh, when it comes to the last challenge that I've been trying to do, um, I built my all rocket squad. Unfortunately, all the, top tier rockets that are on my team are not um technically in their rockets uniforms so for instance like i have a galaxy opal tracy mcgrady but he is in an orlando magic uniform well this challenge that i'm doing is to get a 97 overall rudy tom Jonovich, which to complete his challenge you have to beat the 2018 golden state warriors which is a 100 of cheat code um mm -hmm. on hall of fame which is the hardest um, difficulty, of course, in that game. Um, but I have to do it with 10 rockets on my roster. My roster has 13 players. All 13 players at one point played for the rockets, but they are not the rocket affiliated card. So I had to bench players with the likes of Galaxy Opal Carmelo Anthony, Galaxy Opal Clyde Drexler, cards like that that weren't the rockets so I could pick up 90 overall Patrick Beverly. Um, and 95 overall, um, or no, he wasn't 95. He's a 91 overall Catino Mobley guys like that to try to beat this warrior squad. Um, I had to play them four times. The first time I lost 
by a last second three pointer. The second game, I technically didn't lose. I was actually winning. And then my son decided to turn my game off when I went to make him a sandwich. Um, so that was extremely frustrating. Tested my fatherhood 100%. Um, and then the third time was complete horse shit. I beat the freaking team. I, I was losing. And Cody knows this because he was, I was there. We were talking while I was playing. I was getting extremely frustrated. I was up by six points, and I was down by eight points with a minute left. I came back. I was down by one, and they inbounded the ball with three minute, three seconds left. My thought was, I'm going to foul him. It's going to be Curry. He'll make both of his free throws. Then I just got to hit a three-pointer to send it to overtime. So I am mashing the hell out of the foul button. Well, unfortunately for me, Jason Terry decides to play defense for once and he jumps in front of the pass and catches it. But the foul button is also the timeout button and I had no timeouts. So Jason Terry pulled a Chris Weber and sent Kevin Durant for a technical free throw, which he made. So now I'm down two and the Warriors still have the ball and I fouled immediately. They made both of their free throws, so I was down four. Jason Terry comes down, redeems himself, hits a three-pointer. I am now down one with one second left, and what happens? I start mashing the foul button again, but because I just made a shot, the possession was still mine, so it counted it as another timeout, which was another technical foul. So I almost broke my controller then took a break, played some Rocket League and Warzone with you. And then after I couldn't sleep because I knew I could beat the team, I played it again, and I ended up beating them. Barely thanks to Yao Ming pulling a big dick move by pulling up from beyond the arc with literally 10 seconds left, and we were tied, and he green lights a three-pointer, and we take the lead, end up holding that lead, and Rudy Tomjanovich is now on case in points, my team squad. Congrats, Rudy Tomjanovich. That is a long-winded version of what I've been playing. Shout out to fucking large cock Yao Ming for just <laughs> green lighting a three-pointer for the first time in his fucking career. Yep. Yep. Facts. Um, as previously stated, I have also been playing the War Zones and the Rocket Leagues. Um, mediocrely, of course, because that is the name of the game. But uh, due to repeated mention on this very show from my gracious co-host here i decided to hit the playstation store a while back and ubisoft is doing a sale and they had far cry 3 far cry 4 and far cry 5 all on sale i already own far cry 5 so i bought far cry 3 and far cry 4 for about nine dollars total heck yeah uh started playing far cry 3 Graphics aren't the best. I'm literally just playing that game for the story. I'm not prob- I'm probably not going to do any of the side quests. I'm not going to try to 100% the game or anything like that. Some of it is a little frustrating control-wise. But recently, I have dove in headfirst into the game that is Far Cry 4. And holy shit, I fucking love that game. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I woke up today after my five-hour power nap and... uh which is what some people would call sleep, but <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, so I woke up 
after staying up until 5 a.m. doing show notes, woke up at 10, and I was like, well, I work today, so I'll just stay up and play video games. And I sat down until I had to go to work and played Far Cry 4, uh, and I'm only like 10% completion on it, but I've been playing for like four hours total in-game time. And it's a wonderful game. You are 100% correct in all your evaluations of the game. Uh, I highly recommend checking out the Far Cry series if you haven't. And fuck am I looking forward to Far Cry 6. <laughs> that game is going to be so good. Box art looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. But now that we've had our update on what we've been doing, let's jump head first into our first topic of the day which is a little movie that is being made based off a video game. Uh, a movie based off Uncharted. Which is basically like a movie in and of itself. Yeah. But, yeah, but life's a movie, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie has been in talks for five years? Longer? Longer. It's been, going, it's been talking probably since Uncharted 2. And that was on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's been in the talks before Assassin's Creed was a movie. Yeah. And we don't talk about that. Yeah. But they have some never great. Yeah. Um, don't look it up. It doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but we do have some big names in the movie. Uh, one of which being for the casting of the main character, Nathan Drake. We have uh, Spidey McSpiderton himself, Mr. Tom Holland, cast as Nathan Drake. And his mentor, Sully, being Marky Mark Sans Funky Bunch. <laughs> Dude, you're also leaving out Zorro himself, Antonio Banderas. That's true. Great cast. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It. I. This is one of those where, like, it, it, when movies come out based off of either stories or games or books or whatever, you always, especially when you get like captivated and and kind of sucked into the story, you start thinking about who would play who. Like, it's the the age old question: if if my life were a movie, who would play me? Who would I want to play me? You know, when you're watching Uncharted you fall in love with Nathan Drake and his story. He becomes a character, even though he's a, a, a digitally created character, you fall in love with who Nathan Drake is and you feel like he's a real person. So you think like who would play Nathan Drake in a movie? This is one of those cases where who they picked, I would not have chose like they, but I'm glad that they did. Yeah. Like Marky Mark as Sully, not who I would have picked. Absolutely. I would have picked, uh oh god i couldn't even tell you right off the top of my head but i would definitely pick some old white dude that is uh a bad a harrison ford would actually be my pick for sully hear me out i know he's a little big for the role and old and this is technically like an action adventure kind of deal but hear me out john goodman i'd actually like that That's john goodman really would be awesome it's a really good pick. But, a bigger Sully, but definitely a good a good pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But De Tom Holland is Nathan Drake. Definitely not who I would see either. Um, obviously, Tom Holland is getting yoked for this film. Oh, yeah, dude. But it he's a scrawny little weasel kid. Nathan Drake, <laughs> you know, Nathan Drake, in my eyes, 
you know, he's six foot four, two ten. I mean, this dude could play outside linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, if you wanted to. So who would play Nathan Drake? I don't know. <laughs> but Tom Holland did not come to my brain. Tom Holland would not have even been a thought. But the fact that Tom Holland is makes this amazing because Tom Holland, not only the greatest Spider-Man, sorry, Mr. McGuire, um, I have a signed picture um, of yours. It wasn't to me. It was to my mother. But, hey, uh, I see, That's to you. I've held That's it. To you. I've held it. Uh, the greatest Spider-Man, Tom Holland, is now taking on one of the greatest video game action heroes in Nathan Drake. Absolutely. And he, as we said, is absolutely fucking shredded now for this film. He credits that to, uh, if you follow him on Instagram, he posted on his, uh, on his story saying, uh, when you're working with Mark Wahlberg, you gotta go hard. So apparently Marky Mark has got him in the gym, just going hard, hitting the weights and he looks absolutely shredded. Uh, one thing that we don't know yet that I'm kind of very interested in is obviously with the casting of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg being a bit younger than you would expect seeing the games. Uh, we're assuming this is a early Nathan Drake. This is going to be an early story, probably close to, you know, somewhere in between the flashbacks from Uncharted 3. And the beginning of Uncharted One. Yeah, I, I that's what I thought too when I when I saw that it was Holland um, and Mark Wahlberg. I immediately went to the cut scenes in Uncharted Three, um, where he's you know fending for himself and and stealing, and Sully kind of bumps into him, and then it creates this bond. Uh, that's kind of what I, where I saw it as. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know. I don't know if, if they're going to branch off of the story that's already there or they're going to make their own um, and kind of just pay homage to it. I, that I don't know, but I, I do know that I, I like it enough to where this excites me. And, yeah. and the Uncharted games are fantastic. Obviously, uh, history does not tell us uh, that making movies off of video games is profitable, let alone <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> but... Um, my interest is Pete. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for a great suggestion for uh, shitty video game movies, I cannot believe I'm about to say this movie out loud. I'm very sorry to our listeners. Um, there was a movie that was made, a Super Mario Bros. movie that was made. That was fucking dog shit. Blues Brothers. <laughs> World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil, oh god, Tomb Raider. Well, the latest Tomb Raider wasn't. Terrible. The latest Tomb Raider was good, yeah, but the Jolie one wasn't great. <laughs> no, not unless all. you really like Angelina Jolie. Nah, <laughs> nah. But yeah, but yeah. History does not tell us that it's successful. So, uh, hopefully, they can change the trend, but. Uh, yeah absolutely sonic Uh, movie however sonic movie holds up fair enough and also every pokemon movie has also been really good dude mewtwo detective pikachu was uh, 
It was good, but it wasn't like dude. Without Detective Pikachu, we don't get Sonic. Facts, major facts. Um, but if Ryan Reynolds wasn't Pikachu, that movie would have sucked. <laughs> um, speaking of video game movies, hey, there's another one that we've been hearing about. <laughs> there has been talks about a movie based on the game series Just Cause. Very actiony, fucking ridiculous, bullshit. Like, I can't believe Michael Bay's not directing this because it I was seems say, like this is Michael Bay's movie. Yeah, this is this is a Michael Bay wet dream. This is, is the what Michael the game Bay is. Michael Bay movie that could ever be Michael Bayed. Yeah, but no, sir. We get. I'm so sorry if I fucking uh, absolutely butcher this name. <laughs> Michael Dows. Yeah, Dows. Who? Uh, who was the director of the movie Stuber, star, starring uh, our boy Dave Bautista? He's our boy. Yeah. Okay. Please, dude. You know Former who's not Duff- our boy? Hmm. Ethan Hawke. That's true. Ethan Hawke's. <laughs> you know what? Here's the big distinction between Dave Bautista and Ethan Hawke. Has Ethan Hawke ever been the WWE World Heavyweight Champion? Fuck no, he hasn't. Because he's a little bitch. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Drax in the greatest Marvel movie ever made, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, but nope, I was wrong. Okay, second greatest, second greatest, all right, sorry, Mr. Chadwick, I apologize, your uh, Wakandans can stay home, you don't have to come after me, um, I agree, Black Panther was the best, but Guardians of the Galaxy came before Black Panther yes. and was the yes. best at that time, and Batista played Drax, who is basically my spirit animal so uh yeah if dave batista if you're listening if you want to come on the show by all means brother i will have you on and you can have your own segment uh that's how much we like you uh you are the absolute polar opposite of one ethan hawk yes that cannot be stressed enough yeah how much ethan hawk sucks yeah you're harry potter ethan hawk is voldemort except we say his name because he's a piece of shit yeah yeah um also involved with the with the with the movie. This one I like. Yeah, this one's fucking awesome. I cannot. I love the ridiculous actionness of Stuber, with the wonderful screenwriting of one Derek Kolstad, who was the screenplay writer on all three John Wick films. Which you and I went and saw John Wick three in theaters. R.I.P. Boban. <laughs> um, and that book. In that book, that book got fucked, bro. But those are such phenomenal films in the way that they are written, and all of the uh, the dialogue and action sequences are phenomenal. I can only imagine Dow's vision with Colstad's writing. This has the potential of being just a ridiculously amazing action comedy, kind of like. I mean, I guess kind of like Deadpool. This could be very Deadpool-esque. And um, I, being a fan of the series, am excited for it. Not as excited as I am for Uncharted. Because granted, we know who's playing the main characters in Uncharted. Right. But we don't Um, know anyone in Just Cause. Right. Do you think think that this Just Cause movie is going to be affected negatively because uncharted will come out before it 
that I think that has a lot to do with how Uncharted does. Because Uncharted obviously has some, if you've played the games, they have some comedic moments. Nathan Drake is a very wisecracking badass, as we discussed in our top 10 lists. Mm-hmm. I know top 10s are a bit of a sore subject right now, so we won't. Sully didn't make our top 10. No, he didn't. Should have been an I honorable think, mention. Yeah, I, I think we kind of dropped the ball there. Um, but we live and we learn hindsight's 2020, I suppose. Oof. But yeah, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but if, as if stated, Ethan Hawk was a year, it'd be 2020. 100%. Yeah. Um, but the main character of Rico Rodriguez, we do not have a confirmation, a confirmation on who will be playing him. Uh, and also they have, said that there will be a female co-star of course i suppose yeah some sort of i don't know if this will be like some sort of romantic interest or maybe i know some of the games had um large figures in the rebellion factions that were women but we do not know who this uh who this nice lady will be playing alongside mr rodriguez but uh that'll be something i watch very closely i'm like I'm hyped about it. Yeah. Now let's move into something we've discussed before, but now we have a bit more information on. So there was this game listed on the Microsoft score store called the red door. Uh, it is a game from Activision with a download size of 81.65 gigs is rated M for mature. This was also listed on PlayStation Network a few weeks ago with an ID tag. The ID tag saying COD 2020 initial alpha one. Ladies and gentlemen, we might have our first look at COD 2020, which people are still speculating to be the title Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, as we discussed back on episode one. And this is exciting because normally we get the announcement sometime between May and July. As we're halfway through July, we haven't heard anything confirmed. So that's a little like spooky. But that opens the door, the red door. Hey, um, for more conversation to take place. Uh, There has been some rumors from a, from a source that has correctly predicted other call of duty things in the past, such as Warzone, and the tie-ins to modern warfare 2019 to the pre-existing modern warfare universe saying that Alex Mason and Frank Woods will return. They will be featured in this game. Not sure as playable characters or if just side characters, but they will be in the game. Which really reinforces the Black Ops universe and the fact that a lot of their story was told in the 60s, at least in the original game, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, height of the Cold War. We pick right in at the Bay of Pigs invasion, which is a giant moment in the history of that war that there's a lot unsaid and unknown about the, the goings on behind closed doors. 
but um, it's exciting. I'm stoked to see what kind of story they have to tell. Treyarch, uh, obviously heading, as we said before, the multiplayer and zombies with Sledgehammer. And I've recently found out Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer and Raven software also mm. working on the campaign together because they were supposed to do whatever this game was together by themselves. But Sledgehammer had some issues with uh, losing their co-founders and kind of a lot of in-house drama to be dealt with, losing a lot of staff. But now they apparently have a huge staff and they didn't want to, I guess, work behind Raven Mm -hmm. because normally Raven supports them and other titles in their uh, development. Right. But now it seems like we're having three major Call of Duty developers on one game. Mm-hmm. So really the possibilities here are endless. And there are some things we hope to see in there. There are some things we hope uh stay the fuck out. One thing I would love to see carried over from Modern Warfare 2019 is the gunsmith system. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, does that beat the hell out of the pick ten system? Mm-hmm. But going back um, real quick to the the red door, um, if I'm not mistaken, what weren't red doors used uh, back in the day to like welcome people? Like if someone had a red door, it was like it didn't matter like where you came from. If you were like a refugee or whatever, you would find a house with a red door and they would welcome you in. Um, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that that's what like the red door symbolized. So if that's the case, like is Call of Duty putting this out there that's like, hey, you know, come on in. We got something for you. Uh, Here's a little leakage that you can come on in, especially referencing back to Cold War days. Um, You know, this could be a a tie-in that isn't right there in the forefront. Yeah, I I think you are correct with the red door analogy. But also back in those times, there was also the thing, the Red Scare, which was a big deal in America with the anti-communist movement, Mm. because that was the the color associated with communism being in communist China, communist, uh, the Soviet Union, Cuba, places of that nature. So um, obviously we're not getting the... uh, we don't have all the details nope. here, but these orders uh, were used for uh, tired travelers um, when traveling by horse and buggy uh, would know uh, what a home was that would welcome them for a place to rest. Uh, they would be able to spend the night there. A red door provides protection. So maybe there's a little underlying symbolism there with Call of Duty. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, I actually, what's funny is I read something about it or I saw like an Instagram story from a streamer that we follow about it. And I was like, whatever rumors, welcome to 2020. And then I saw it on our show notes and I was like, interesting. So then I actually Googled it and I was like, oh crap. It like actually was out there for everyone to see. I don't like what I don't like. I want to go back to the days where rumors weren't being confirmed. They were just speculated on like, Mm. 
Pat McAfee had one of the old Marlins um, uh, GMs on, and he flat out just came out and said, yeah, we used to lie about players and leak it out to the media to create hype or whatever to see how the public would react, and then we would either make our decision or change our minds based on um, the public perception. Like, I don't like how now this is being like publicized and like everyone's doing it. Mm. It's going to get to the point. that's like, why are you even going into this effort to do this? Just fucking put the game out or leak something else about the game. Don't be doing this freaking behind this behind the scene bullshit when we know what's going on. Like it's cool and all. Cause then we can start creating, you know, we can start speculating on stuff, but like we're coming to, you know, the 11th hour here before this game's about to be launched. Why don't you start giving us something worth a damn rather than doing something like this? Um, and the 81 gigs, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 81 was, gigs, approximately one third of Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait for the, the DLC to be released. Well, uh, get ready for your systems to only have one Call of Duty game on it at a time. PlayStation 5 owners, get ready to get those external hard drives because you're going to need it. Jesus. But, um, yeah, I think if there was some, if there were leaks, they shouldn't just, like, come out and confirm it right away. That's one thing I didn't like about Ubisoft, uh, confirming Far Cry 6 before the, um, before Ubisoft Forward. was because it came out, like, two days before that, oh, Ubisoft's debuting Far Cry 6. Here's who's in it. Here's what it is. Da, 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 da. And they basically all but actually confirmed it that right. day. They were like, yep, this is what we're doing. Tune into forward. Right. If they hadn't said anything, I feel like that draws more attention to it and creates a discussion leading into it. Right. Which I think they if they had just put up just call of duty, whatever it was, just a call of duty and like an image, just like a vague image. Holy shit. Everyone would be popping off. Right. Everyone be talking about it and that's going to draw the hype into it. And if they added, as we kind of discussed before on previous episodes, if they did something in Warzone since Sledgehammer and Raven are also involved in Modern Warfare 2019. Right. Uh, if they did something in Warzone as like an Easter egg, saying like, hey, here's a thing. Do yep. what you will with it. Like that a Cold awesome. War submarine pops out of dam or something like that. Yeah, that would be tight. Yeah. But now it's just hurry up. Not even just hurry up and wait. Like Activision, hurry up. Yeah, like. For real. Is this going to be a PS5 launch title at this point? Because that makes sense with the waiting to announce it. Because we saw somewhat the same thing with Advanced Warfare. Was it came out originally on the PlayStation 3 and the PS4. Doesn't Call of Duty normally come out like end of October? Uh, October, yeah. Like beginning-ish. They've kind of been pushing back lately. But I know I had a friend in high school who used to count down the days to me until Call of Duty games were released. Jesus. And I'm like, 
I remember he was like, oh, 72 days till Call of Duty Ghosts. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, Call of Duty Ghosts was dog shit. If you like Call of Duty Ghosts, sorry, I guess. Not sorry. Um, So, yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. Call of Duty 1 uh, was released October 29th. Call of Duty 2, October 25th. Call of Duty 3 was released November 7th. Then World War II was released on November 3rd. Modern Warfare, the first installment, was released November 7th. Um, November 4th for Warfare Remastered. Warfare 2 was released on November 10th. Warfare 3 was released on November 8th. So looks like they started in late October, moved early November, and then in between the Black Ops stories actually were coming out um, in early October and late November. So they kind of bounced around October, November. So I guess if they stay in line with some one of those dates, um, they could definitely make it a launch title and maybe they're, um, they're not confirming nor denying anything right now because they're waiting on um, Xbox to do its full release and, and the console start to roll out some things um, to where they can. Because you know if Call of Duty is going to be a launch title, they're 100% doing a bundle because uh, that's where mm. all these, these oh, yeah. game makers make their money. Um, and they'll do like some sort of controller with it. And um, so maybe they're they're in the works of that. But I feel like if you're going to go through all the trouble of uploading something to um, these stores as a teaser, um, I would much rather you upload like a version, like a, a mock of your cover art with no uh, system title to it, like no PS4 or PS5 or Xbox One or Xbox X nothing on it so people start speculating on ooh is this the new game is it coming out on this console that's that to me is a more effective leak than actually going out there and putting things out on these stores and putting things um in your your coding that literally says cod 2020 like <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I just feel like it was a, a waste of a resource. However, it has us talking about it, so clearly it worked. Um, yeah. But granted, we're it'll be dumb. yeah, true. It'll be <laughs> interesting to see if if it's a, a launch title though. That has has it ever been? Has Call of Duty ever been a launch title where the actual game itself didn't come out until launch? Because didn't Call of Duty Ghost come out on PS3 and then it was part of PS4? Uh, yes, because Call of Duty Ghosts came out before Advanced Warfare. That was the title before. So, yes. So, I Final wonder answer. if... I wonder if there's ever been a Call of Duty game that was a launch title. Well, with the, uh, with the hype around these new consoles, I could see them maybe making it a first, especially mm-hmm. returning to a Black Ops universe one of their biggest money makers. Yeah. And timelines match. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of consoles. Hmm. Segways. That, ladies point, and dude. gentlemen, is called a transition. Yeah. They're on point today. That was perfection. Um, PlayStation. They announced that they are upping production on the PlayStation 5. Ooh. They are set to produce... 10 million units 
in the year of our Lord 2020. I think what you meant to say was they're producing 9,999,999 units because one of those units is exclusively coming to my house and you cannot have it. So one of those units is coming to my house. So So 98. Yeah. Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's we don't make the rules. We just enforce them. (laughs) Shout out to our boy, uh, Dave Batista, getting that done for us. Yeah, appreciate you, Dave. Big Dave. That's what I call him, Big Dave. He lets me call him Big Dave. If you want a shitty new Xbox, call Ethan Hawk. I'm sure he can get you hooked up. <laughs> but, uh, yep, Sony has increased production, saying that they want to produce 5 million units by the end of September and 5 million more between October and December, which is ridiculous numbers. But according to them, due to the current COVID-19 pandemic raging through the world uh it has caused an increased demand in gaming as you've seen probably a lot of people going into isolation playing a lot of video games i know i did when my work was shut down for a little bit and uh in turn some streaming had gone up and uh i don't know if this is them anticipating a very uh, a long haul on this COVID-19 thing or if they're just being prepared. But either way, more units is more units, which is potentially more money for Sony. Yeah. But And they've also said they are going to up the units produced on the DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5, also up to 10 million. So I'm assuming, as always, one playstation 5 controller with each console sold which leaves me to wonder how hard and expensive it is going to be to get extra controllers are these controllers going to be like nintendo switch controllers like they're going to be like 90 bucks a pop and they're going to be impossible to find god i hope not i really hope not yeah and and you it basically forces the market to where you're buying off-brand products because that's all that's in stock and those off-brand brand products are using uh, components that will last maybe a year under perfect condition uh, to where you're constantly changing out everything. Yeah. Um, I think, like, honestly, Sony, this isn't a terrible idea. Um, obviously, keep people employed by producing uh, this many units, but, you know, Sony's not stupid. Sony owns a lot of entities in the technological world um, and they own a lot of pieces to not just technology um, uh, solely based, but um, you know, technology in cars, technology, um, you know, in televisions and things that are being used that are outside of just Sony selling it for themselves. Um, And right now the car industry is taking a huge hit with vehicles not being um, available to people that are trying to buy vehicles. Uh, you have a ton of people right now that have a bunch of money. Um, unfortunately, those people are not us, but mm. they have money where they would usually be going on vacations, but now they can't go on vacation. So they're spending money on toys, spending money on their kids. Um, so I'm sure Sony sales have skyrocketed in the TV industry, camera industry, all those things. Um, and then also they're seeing the struggle on the automotive side, you know, making the the GPSs and the CD players of, of these vehicles and seeing that. Um, they're being purchased. They're just not being made. 
Um, Sony's just trying to get ahead of it, and I respect that. Now, um, could it go down as one of the worst business decisions of all time? Absolutely. If they overproduce by $5 million and it's just not as big of a hit as they thought it would be, um, that's a big hit to the pocketbook. Um, which would really suck because I'm going to pay full price for a launch console. And if that's the case where they undersell by 5 million, you bet around 4th of July time, PlayStation is going to be doing some sort of sale. Um, and those consoles are going to be a heck of a lot cheaper than what you paid for at launch. Remember the PlayStation classic? Remember how much of a hit that was? Oh God. Yep. I'm pretty sure you could go into a game store right now and buy one for $10. Yep, easily. They were like $100 when they launched. Yep, $100, and you couldn't find them. And when you found them on eBay, you were buying them in like stacks of 10. Yep. And then they ended up great concept. But yeah. With the. Didn't hold up. Yeah. With the uh, popularity of the NES and the SNES Classic, uh, great idea. Maybe if they put some like. Not dissing on the games that were on there, but they had put more games or better more popular games mm-hmm. on there probably could have justified the justified the price a little bit more but i think some of the only games that were like really noteworthy on there were like i think they had final fantasy 7 and twisted cool borders 2 twisted metal and even cool borders isn't like a giant title People like us that like the fucking Cool Borders series. Cool Borders is amazing. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure I still have three. Jet Moto? Did Jet Moto make it? Uh, I believe Jet Moto did make it, actually. Jet Moto's a good game, too. And I think they might have had the original Wipeout. Probably. On there? Probably. I could be wrong. But um, there also is talks that, similar to what happened at the beginning of this pandemic, with the Nintendo Switch that there might be some shipping delays since a lot of these consoles, if not all of them, are being manufactured overseas in China. Mm-hmm. AKA Ground Zero. Damn bats. <laughs> and then uh, we will, we might have to wait a little longer or the ones that do come in might cost more than what we thought. As we were uh, speculating before, somewhere in the 450 to $500 range, um, if these shipping delays do take place, are we looking at six hundred dollar consoles? Probably more. Yeah. Yes. Um, especially like I said, upping production. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. That you'll have a seven hundred dollar console and a hundred dollar controller. Yeah. Yikes. Yikers. And $70 games. Ugh. Don't remind me. Yeah. Oh, that's painful. Can't wait to play fucking Fortnite when I'm able to get my PlayStation 5 and I can't afford any games. <laughs> <laughs> or the games that you already have on PS4 that are now PS5 titles that you can get for free. Yeah. If they still uh, do that. Yeah. Which, man... They do that. I know they're doing it for Xbox, but if they do it on PlayStation for Cyberpunk 2077, that would be hype. Yeah. That would be so hype. I, honestly, I, like I think I'm to the point where like Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed, I'm not gonna get until they're on PS5. Oh yeah. I really like I really want to get Cyberpunk like when it launches, but that's one of those games where I'm like, I really want to be like fully 
submerged into that world and i feel like mm. ps5 is going to be able to cap- capture it the best uh especially with assassin's creed because assassin's creed i haven't even tried to play it since like the third one and i absolutely hated it so mm. i'm going to give it one last shot before i completely call it kaput yeah but um we'll see i could see cyberpunk being one of those games kind of like a very much larger scale sp- oh, excuse me spider-man where it's a game that I could easily go back to because I know, assuming it's going to be backwards compatible at launch, I will go back and play Spider-Man again on the PlayStation 5 because that game's phenomenal. And we'll talk about it later. Um, speaking of games that people are excited for. Another stellar transition. Thank you. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was released uh yesterday or today today yesterday i don't know one of these days (laughs) um but that was released is a uh, samurai uh action stealth game released by the fine folks at sucker punch which you may know for games such as the uh impeccable sly cooper series as well as the absolutely amazing Infamous series. They don't have a huge catalog, but the games they have put out have been fucking awesome. Holy shit. Yeah. Sly, Sly, Sly Cooper and Infamous Amazing Games. Um, yeah, this was... Uh, this was the release date was kind of confusing when they were like talking about the game. Um, and then it was kind of just like one of those things where it was just like, boom, here it is. Um, and I mean, great reviews. Game looks amazing. Yeah. I have been, uh, I spent some time last night looking into some of the reviews, seeing what people had to say. And some of the things I'm going to relay some of the things that I have heard. And, uh, Maybe that impacts your decision as the consumer to buy this game. Uh, It absolutely looks fucking beautiful. Feudal Japan is one of the most beautiful settings historically. And apparently the soundtrack very much portrays that um, to an even larger extent. Mm. But some of these things that I have seen slash heard about the game is... um, the combat style is similar to the kind of a crossbreed between the Batman Arkham games and old Assassin's Creed before they started really getting inventive with the combat system. This is just very fluid movement, um, blocking, heavy attack, light attack, dodge, all that kind of stuff that uh, action-adventure, melee-based combat connoisseurs are very much accustomed to at this point. Um, They have added some variation to the combat style with having different stances for different weapon types, whether that be you're using a different weapon or your enemy is using a different weapon. You need a different stance to counteract that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Some things that I've heard that are kind of meh, Maybe this dissuades you. If you are very into stealth titles, 
this is advertised as a stealth action game, but from what I've heard, the stealth kind of stumbles a little bit, very uh, unimaginative and kind of um, bare bones where uh, the game doesn't really know how to react to where if you're being stealthy and people find you, it's just like, oh, fuck, there's a guy here. What do we do? Let's run and You're circle. not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. And then you just hide in a tent and they all just come in single file and let you assassinate them. Nice. That is actual footage I have seen in a review. That and it was awesome. so funny. That's I think awesome. that was on IGN's review and it was amazing. Um, there's also, for people who do like this game, there is no New Game Plus, which has kind of become a standard for these large scale cinematic, uh, very in-depth story experiences um but their photo mode is holy shit it is uh being called the gold standard now hmm. interesting yeah a game you probably didn't expect yeah because like spider-man's was really good the last of us is really good um fuck, there's so many these days that have been going out with really good photo modes yeah um, but apparently, uh, Ghost of Tsushima has amazing options, filters, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, some of the reviews that I saw that I read were IGN gave it a 9 out of 10, Games Radar gave it a 4.5 out of 5, and GameSpot gave it a 7 out of 10. Hmm. So, uh, July 17th is the day it is released. If, you, if it is something that interests you, absolutely go out and buy it. It looks like an incredible experience. The side missions are something that I've heard a lot about because normally in those big games like that, you will see side missions are kind of repetitive and uninspired. These apparently, you still have some basic side quest antics, but apparently there are character specific ones that are uh, really enticing, really in depth as well as, um, some sucker punch classic platforming stuff, hmm. which looks really cool. That's cool. And it's a, uh, it's an interesting one to say at least a game that didn't exactly catch my eye when it was first announced. But now that I've seen it a little bit more and read some reviews, this might be a game I pick up probably not right away. Maybe I'll probably wait for a sale on this one. For sure. But, would you, um, would you say IGN scored it? Uh, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Speaking um, of IGN, I think you have uh, yeah, you have a pretty crazy IGN list. Crazy how uh, how IGN was the last uh, score that we read there, and and they dude. put out a list. Wow, dude, Mashing Joys, home of the best transitions in the fucking game. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Oh, that's awesome. No. Um, yeah, so IGN. Those sweet souls who absolutely know what they're talking about 100% of the time put out a list, which is apparently regularly updated. This list which is our I, thing that they took without. Yeah, this is bullshit. I feel like we should get our lawyers on this. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, let me call them. Let me call yeah. our lawyers. <laughs> yeah, our lawyers that we definitely have at the ready. <laughs> hey, you want to do another pro bono? With the, with, how's that feel? You want to do that again? Yeah. No? Oh, you don't exist. Oh. Ah, damn, that was oh. a quick conversation. Oh, man. You're still tied up with that Ethan Hawk shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, yeah, so this list was updated last on July 14th, and this is their top 25 PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4 games. And I've skimmed it. Obviously, I had to write it down so like I have a general idea on where things are and what's on here. Uh, some good things, some eh things, and some like why things. <laughs> but um, Jason has not looked at this list. Not once. I purposely made sure he did not look at this list because I want his reactions. And there's some of these that we're going to need to get into, into some discussing because they are as a matter of fact disgusting he didn't hear that but it was really funny um you you didn't hear my I did amazing hear it, joke. The disgusting disgusting yeah okay you did hear good. It. cool yeah. i had to turn my hat around because this is about to get intense oh dude ash catch him over here yep <laughs> um so i'm just gonna read it from 25 to 1 as oh. normal list would go. Because who reads their best first? That's fucking Dude, stupid. Yeah, uh, fuck, I can tell you who does. Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk. Yeah, that's true. Probably. Um, but let's see. There are probably some games on here you may not be as familiar with, but I can kind of walk you through them. Um, so starting at number 25 is a, is a Japanese action RPG by the name of Nier Automata. Never heard of it. Um, kind of like mechanized Final Fantasy. Okay, it's it's weird. I started playing it, and then I was like, probably not for me. But I do understand it is a very good game, from what I've been told a plethora of times. Um, also another game I've heard is really good that I couldn't get into after trying to play it. Number twenty four, Monster Hunter World, another mm-hmm. RPG game. I wasn't super big on it. But that's just me, and I'm stupid. You know, it's really stupid. Number 23, a game called Apex Legends. At 23. Interesting. I'd have to, I'd have to hear what's above it before I give my... Uh, well, wait two spots, because you're going to be uh, unimpressed. Okay. Uh, number 22, Yakuza 0. Great game. Great Fucking, franchise. Yeah, love the Yakuza games. Number 21, Great Fortnite. Two. Number 21, Fortnite. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, now you understand my disapproval of the Apex Legends listing. I'm sorry, did Fortnite come out in uh, in 2020, uh, 2019, and captivate the entire world with their incredible map? Like, let's not even talk about gameplay to gameplay, okay? Because third person, first person, okay? That's fair. Okay, let's just talk about the map. Flush Factory since day one. Has the greatest map in BR history. Kings Canyon's the best. Kings Canyon is amazing. I'm sorry, IGN, but uh, not a good start. Not a good start. I'm not happy. Um, I'm actually taking notes and writing down my reaction so i don't interrupt you through all of it um and the first two i was like man don't know apex why yakuza i wrote great gang because yakuza gang was a great gang uh and then Fortnite, i just put fucking why <laughs> so um number 20 a game very close to my heart that i haven't exactly played this iteration of the game but 
Where is it? Yeah, it's it's there. It's there. Tetris. It's right. Tetris Effect. I heard Which, that's baller on VR. Oh fuck yeah, it's baller, dude. I haven't played it, but I've just heard incredible things, and I've heard it's not. You can play it without VR too. Yeah, you can. So I heard the VR portion is amazing. I am. Um, number nineteen is a game very near and dear to our hearts. Uh, Rocket League. Hey, I'm okay with top twenty. I'm yeah, okay with top twenty. Nineteen, I feel like is a good spot for it. I'd also have to will. see what's ahead of it. Um, just got a headline that we'll have to touch on for a second after we finish this. Is it Doctor uh, Disrespect? No, but Doc is talking again. So is he? Is he, he talking? He's kind of silhouetted and standing there. Well, he did a he did an interview with PC Gamer. Yeah, so he's, he he's for sure not going back to Twitch. He did one with Washington Post too, and he's oh, still, did he? and he's still claiming that he doesn't know why. Yeah, I uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Eighteen. I don't. Yeah, eighteen is a game called Dreams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are familiar with Dreams. I, I didn't know if you dreams. would be. Yeah, yeah. That game is fucking cool. Never like, played it, but saw gameplay. Heard yeah. other things about it. I heard people recreating like whole fucking like triple A game levels. Yeah, in dreams, like mm-hmm. to a T, if not better. So dreams is a really cool addition, and I'm glad that made the top twenty. Um, number seventeen was Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm-hmm. which uh, me being a fan of like the Kingdom Hearts series, which was a really good. Uh, action RPG and featured some of the Final Fantasy universe intertwined. Uh, I'm fine with it. I'm only like an hour or two into the game. Uh, I've been meaning to go back and play it. I thought about going back and playing it today in between my Far Cry 4 sessions. But that's that. Uh, Number 16, Overwatch. A game that took the world by storm. And here we are, what, three years later? And they're still pumping out awesome content. Their new update's been phenomenal. Um, yeah, Overwatch, Overwatch 2 coming soon. Not, not a terrible list so far. <laughs> Funny you say that. <laughs> Number 15, Ratchet and Clank. Shut up. The movie one. Shut up. Dead ass i will show you after we finish this list ratchet and clank 15 no that's all i have to say my note i just put shut up (laughs) number 14 uh red dead redemption 2 i can see that yeah uh big game uh decent game diversive game (laughs) rockstar's kind of getting clowned on literally af yeah like I don't need to take like seven days to cross like a county line. It's like watching Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Why? Um, number 13. Hey, hey, Resident Evil 2. Hey, oh. You think that's a good spot for Resident Evil 2? Um, I'd have to see what's above it before I. Huh. Uh, top, top 15, I would put if I was making a list, um, including games that I didn't play. And didn't really know about, but using, you know, my professionals that I have hired beneath me, uh, Resident Evil would 100% be uh, in my top 15 easily. Since we've confirmed that I am hired, uh, I need a pay raise. Um, 
Yeah, about that. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Um, hey, speaking of weird games to put in front of Resident Evil 2, Uncharted. Hey, okay. The Lost Legacy. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who would put the Lost Legacy above four? What the fuck? I put the Nathan Drake collection before Lost Legacy, and that was a past-gen game. Uh, why do I feel like this isn't the worst one? Uh, that's actually that's actually probably the worst of it. Okay, that's good. Thank yeah, you. the top 11's pretty solid. Um, still some things I disagree with, but we'll get into that. Um, number 11, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Okay. Good game. Uh, number 10, a action adventure game called Control. Are you familiar with that game? I am not. Uh, chick's got mind control powers, and she like moves shit with her head. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that game. Uh, I heard it was really popular. Number nine. Spider-Man. What? Number nine. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, IGN. Did you employ the blind? <laughs> okay. Um, and some of these games, there are a few games on here that I'm like, you're really going to put that over Spider-Man? Like, there's one game on here I am a fucking fan of, and I wouldn't put it over Spider-Man. So it's definitely Last of Us. Number eight, Last of Us Remastered. Okay. I The great game, outdated for the console it was released on. The story was phenomenal. Number eight on the PlayStation 4? Hmm. Not sure. Uh, number seven, Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Popular game. Still not better than Spider-Man. Nope. Uh, number six, Grand Theft Auto V. Okay. Quit your jobs. <laughs> uh, number four is a RPG game by the name of Persona 5. I've heard it is very popular. I heard Persona's good. That was number four or number five? Five. Gotcha. Um, number four is uh, The Witcher 3. Another okay. very popular game. Spawned a Netflix series. And uh, the same developers are doing Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. And uh, definitely an award-winning game. But yeah. still not Multiple Game of the Year awards. Still not better than Spider-Man. Uh, number three was a PlayStation exclusive, um, Bloodborne. Ooh, Bloodborne's good. Yeah. I couldn't beat the first fucking section of it because I'm bad at everything. But still not better than Spider-Man. Yeah. Number two, The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Fucking A. Hey, Jason, what's number one? You're thinking about it too long. It's God of War. Oh, I was... See, so my initial thought was think of the dumbest fucking game on the face of the planet and I was thinking of like... Uh, Goat Simulator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. God of War. Sure. Phenomenal um, game. I know many of people who have bought a PS4 specifically to play God of War, which yeah. I understand. Mm -hmm. As we have discussed before, we have not finished that game. 
Uh, we haven't given it its true due diligence. Uh, all we know is what we've seen of the game, what we've heard of the game. And it's obviously a defining point of this console generation, whether it be Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, whatever. Like that's probably going to go down as the top game for this console generation. Yeah. And that's just that's just the way it is. But I don't know, man. Like, there's some games on here that I'm like, why? Yeah. Fucking Grand Theft Auto V did not need to be on this list, especially in the top 10. Last was remastered? Definitely not. Grand the Theft Auto is a compiler. They, yeah. It's not even fair to put Grand Theft. It's a compiler. That thing's been that thing's been trying to update and getting people gravitating towards it over and 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 over. It's not like it released and was this popular. No. It's released, was kind of popular, made some mods, popular, re-released, popular, made some edits, popular again, made some more mods, popular again. It that Grand Theft Auto Five should be exempt from this list. That's that's like putting Craig Biggio in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or Ethan Hawk in your favorite actor list. Yeah. Which why? Exactly. Yeah. Um so <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love my brain because I like writing things down and then just going back to like my notes and uh, <laughs> number 12 uncharted lost legacy. My written reaction was minion meme. What? <laughs> By the way, I told you I would prove this. Where is it? All right. Number All right. 15 ratchet and clank Barf. between overwatch and they you know, this just clicked in my head. They put that above fucking Overwatch. And Rocket League. Yeah, what the fuck? And Those I are two like of the, the game, biggest and esports Fortnite. games in the world. Yeah. I still, like, I, I get Overwatch being, like, one of the biggest esports games. But, like, when it comes to popularity, is Overwatch really more popular than Fortnite? So, it's kind of popular that... That distinction is kind of like when you see League of Legends. League of Legends is the most popular esport in the world. Mm -hmm. Most viewers, most money uh, generated. Right. But that's a very select audience in my mind. That's the way sure. I see it at least. I've never been a huge League of Legends fan. I've tried to get into it. Like not actually playing the game, but watching the esports events. Yeah, I can't do it. But... It's just, it's too long play for me compared to something like a battle royale, like Fortnite, like Apex Legends, PUBG, Warzone. I was watching a Warzone tournament today. I was watching the Chipotle Challenge series today, and it was fun as fuck to watch. Was it your life? What's up? Was it your life? What do you mean? You said it was the Chipotle Challenge, so I asked if it was your life. No. You don't remember that video? No. Chipotle is my life. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I love Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not my life. But shout out to Chipotle, kid. Yeah. Uh, why is the guac extra? That's all I got to know. <laughs> um, yeah, like I obviously were talking about it, so they did something to catch our eye, but like – Spider-Man barely squeaking into the top 10 is a travesty. 
Yeah. Um, I'm okay with The Witcher 3 being up there. I'm okay with Last of Us being up there. I'm okay with God of War being up there. Why Spider-Man's not up there. Honestly, like if you're going to put Rocket League on this list, then you obviously know um, how great that game is. And for it to be a small, basically a small PlayStation Store game um, that started off as free for anyone who accidentally stumbled upon Rocket League um, to then become a disc-based game and a purchase-only game for you to recognize it and put it on your list. The fact that it's at 19 and behind games with the, you know, names of ratchet and clank and uncharted lost legacy. Um, why at that point, why even put rocket league on the list? I'm still absolutely fucking dumbfounded that they would put the lost legacy. Yeah. Over like why a thief's end. That's why? fucking ridiculous to me like yeah that, that I, one's weird that one's probably um that that's one probably one the of the most surprising. yeah like borderline upsetting yeah like i've played all the uncharted games lost legacy's good don't yeah. get me wrong but it's no fucking nathan drake story no and like ratchet and clank obviously there's other games in that franchise but they're not ps4 game it's not a ps4 game yeah so um, you know, putting that Ratchet and Clank, that'd be like putting that Ratchet and Clank over like Ratchet and Clank 2. Like yeah. it, going commando. Right. Like that. No, you're stupid. Like that, that is dumb. Doing that, putting Lost Legacy over a decent, that's wow. That, that is baffling. Yeah. There's, there's some. I don't like how remasters made this list either. Yeah, I think anything that was released on a previous console generation should not should have been be on this list. Should be affiliated with that console. Yeah, so GTA Five I don't think should have been on this list. As much as it pains me, The Last of Us should not have been on this list. Um, Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Fortnite. No, Fortnite was released on the PS4. Um, but I mean, like, yeah... Wasn't The Witcher 3 released on the PS3? Or was that released on the PS4? Um, that I don't... I want to say that that was PS4. Maybe not. Um, the Witcher. Good news. It was released on the PS4. Oh, okay. Yep, 2015. Uh, yep. Uh, good Netflix series, by the way. Yeah, still haven't watched it. Pretty good. I've heard it's fucking great, and also spawned uh, a gratuitous amount of amazing memes. Yeah, uh, Kal-El, much better Witcher than he is Superman. That's very true. Sorry, Mister Cavill. No, not sorry. Not sorry. We don't apologize around here. If you're dog shit at something like Ethan Hawke, you will remain dog shit at something. Oh, I'm sorry. Something? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that list, I don't... Mm, I don't know. There are some parts I agree with. The I would say the majority of the list is pretty spot on. Um, I think if they could have taken out the games that we mentioned and put in things that 
probably deserve to be there more mm-hmm. than I mean then we'd be talking about a different list here. I think things like Borderlands three could have been on this list. Mm-hmm. Things like Far Cry five could have been on this list. Um South Park the Fractured Butthole could have been on this list. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 11 could have been on this list. Yeah, there's so many that I think they dropped the ball. Like, overall, I'd say this list is kind of ridiculous. Everybody's Golf VR. Yep. Uh, they did say specifically that they did not put VR games, like VR-only games, ah. on this list. So, I mean, they could have put Everybody's Golf yeah, everybody's on here. Yeah, because Everybody's Golf is an exclusive to VR. Yeah. No uh, Gran Turismo. No Gran Turismo, which is a big moneymaker for, uh, for PlayStation. As we looked up off the air once before, that's like one of the top-selling series in PlayStation's history. Yep. Like, it was shocking. When we looked at like the top selling PlayStation One games, it was Gran Turismo, and PlayStation Two games was like Gran Turismo Three, after San Andreas, but like it was ridiculous. Interesting, very interesting, very yeah. very interesting. But um, yeah, that's our that's our reactions. This list is fucking ridiculous. Hire new people. Yep. Facts. Major, 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 major facts. Major facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh that was ridiculous. I just threw my notebook because that was <laughs> that was stupid. That was what a waste of time. <laughs> but uh that's the last thing we have here on our show notes. However, as I alluded to as I was doing that list, I had a notification come up on my phone that I just wanted to mention. Um, this article is coming from The Verge saying that Microsoft has discontinued the digital editions of the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S ahead of the Series X launch. Hmm. Interesting. So this is something that we haven't really heard and seen a lot of. Like normally, obviously they step down their production quite a bit right. as people are still uh, getting transitioned into the new consoles, but completely discontinuing two models of a console. Granted, when you have 17 of them, it's whatever. People are still going to buy it, I suppose. But that's a bit out of the ordinary. Yeah, It seems like that if they're doing that, they must have something huge planned or in their minds, huge. Right. Well, I mean, coming off the heels of Sony announcing that they're going to be producing 10 million copies could be a, it could be like an EA situation when EA finally had to shut down college football. And it was like, all right, you guys don't have a job anymore. Why don't you come over here and help make Madden better than FIFA? Might be a situation like that. Yeah, that's very true. Especially as we also talked about previously, the um, Project Lockhart, which has been uh, rumored 
the digital edition of the middle ground between the Xbox One X and the Series X. That will also be digital only. So who knows? We might get three editions of the next-gen Xbox at launch. So something to think about for our dear listeners as well as us. Um, yeah, that's really all that can be said about that. Um, we're still waiting on a date for an official Xbox showcase on them showing their first party games and hopefully announcing their consoles formally. But when we hear that, we will let our dear viewers know, but that just about wraps up episode six. How do you feel? Um, I feel like I want to go pound some noobs on call of duty and rocket league because this list pissed me off fair enough so we will do that but first some housekeeping ladies and gentlemen we want to thank you once again for tuning in with us letting us rant about our bullshit and ethan hawk who is beyond bullshit yeah um but we hope that you enjoyed if you are watching us on youtube hello Thanks for uh, dealing with our stupid faces. Um, If you enjoyed, please feel free to leave a like, subscribe, and mash that bell so you get notified of when the next episode of Mashing Joys goes live. And if you have, as we said before, any questions, any streamer suggestions for our streamer series, let us know. Also, let us know of what you think about this stupid fucking IGN list. Because, man, is that dumb. Let us know. What are some games you would have liked to see uh, in different places? What are some games that should have made the list in your mind but didn't? And uh, let IGN know because they clearly need help. Um, And if you are listening to this on podcast services everywhere, we thank you for dealing with my stupid voice and then Jason's very sultry voice. Um, If... (laughs) And if you enjoyed, feel free to hit that subscribe button and be notified whenever the new episode goes live. Leave us a rating and let us know what you think of the show. If you are looking for us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. Search Mashing Joys, and we should be the first thing that pops up. Feel free to leave us a like. Let us know what you think, and uh, let's, let's have a conversation. Same thing for if you are looking for us on Instagram and Twitter, you will find us at Mashing Joys on both of those platforms. Once again, tweet at us, message us, let us know. Let's talk. Let's have a discourse. And uh, that's about it. So thank you folks once again for tuning in. Without you guys, we are just a couple of scrubs talking shit and uh i mean let's be real we were gonna do it anyway but the fact that we get to do it with you guys is even better because we are all about community here and we want to entertain you guys so thank you once again for tuning in with us you are amazing as always i have been cody i'm still jason and this has been Mashing Joys, Episode 6. 
Thank you for tuning in. And as always, be safe, eat your vegetables, wear a fucking mask, and most importantly, just have a great day, you guys. See ya! See ya! Okay, this is the moment of truth right here.